0: is kelly carlin is and welcome to waking the from the american dream the hi everyone welcome to the podcast uh yeah it's been a while it's been um like uh i don't know nine months i think <laughs> i think i did a podcast right before the inauguration maybe after the inauguration, it was sometime around that hellish day. Oh my God. It's been nine months. We're all still here though, alive and well here in California uh, on this not quite fall day. It kind of wants to be fall, but it's going to be like 85 degrees again in a few days. So it's not cooperating the weather at all. Uh, And I got all excited today because I was doing the podcast and I thought, oh my God, it's September 21st. It's the equinox. I can do the podcast on the equinox. And then I I looked up when the equinox is and it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow at 1 p.m. Because sometimes the equinox is on the 22nd and not the 21st. Because the earth and the sun and the angle of things in the universe doesn't give a shit about our fucking calendar. It just does things when it does things. But I'm still excited about the equinox because that means it's officially the beginning of fall or autumn or spring if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, because God knows these days, North American or Northern Hemisphere privilege, we need to be woke about that shit. We have to include our Southern Hemisphere brethren too, right? So it's spring, it's spring. It's going to be the first day of spring tomorrow for you people in the southern hemisphere. Congratulations, you made it through winter. Well done. It's been like winter here. It's a winter in our hearts. <laughs> it's a winter in our political hearts. it is. <sighs> but we had a, I had a great summer, uh, e- even with all of the insanity going on, I had a really good summer. Well, I had a weird summer actually, to catch you all up. Uh, my father-in-law, my husband Bob, his dad moved in with us last December, and um, he was 92, and really independent, had a scooter, was going to the CVS every day, going to the senior center like uh, two miles away on this little scooter. Went too fast on his scooter, fell a couple of times, did not break anything. Uh, but in late April, uh, was having uh, he had um, heart failure, as most 92-year-old people do. And uh, so, uh, he wasn't feeling well, and I brought him to the hospital, and he ended up having to stay 10 days and got really weak, and ended up coming home in hospice, and about 12 days later, ended up dying in our home. And um, I have to say, a very intense experience, as you can imagine, that would be. Um, I mean, I knew when he moved in that he probably had about a year to live because he didn't he wasn't in great health, even though he was spunky and still had all of his brains about him, like all of his mind. Um, but I didn't really think it through, you know, like I always like fantasize that death is like this moment where you're like candles are lit and you're playing Enya and shit like that. But, um, uh, not really, (laughs) It's kind of grueling death and painful. And uh, now I understand why the hospice people the first day gave me a big pill, a big uh, bottle of morphine uh, pills, because uh, you don't want to be awake when all of your organs are shutting down. That's all I have to say about that. But it was an honor, honor, honor to be present for that and to know that he was with us and that he had a safe place and wasn't in some institution um, when he had his last breaths on earth so that was the beginning of the summer and he ended up dying on my birthday which um, someone said to me he wanted his special day to be my special day and i just love that it's it's so sweet it really is um so that was the beginning of summer And then um, summer was pretty good, and I did a lot of traveling, and I went to Chautauqua Institute and got to interview David Steinberg and W. Kamau Bell and sit on the stage with Cliff Nesterhoff and Stephen Morrison and talk about the history of comedy at this beautiful amphitheater at Chautauqua Institute in front of like 4,000 people. And Logan was there because Logan uh, is now working with the National Comedy Center to help with my father's archives that I have – donated there and um Logan and the official uh archivist of of the center created uh this mini exhibition of my dad's stuff and it was so fucking cool because they found his handwriting a, a bunch of things in his handwriting so they used that blown up to like explain like the decades and stuff and oh my god you guys it's going to be it's going to be crazy amazing, that whole thing, um, really. And there's way more stuff than they'll ever be able to, dis- to display at once because we're going to be in one small little corner of this amazing place called the National Comedy Center in Jamestown, New York. It's in western New York. It's where Lucille Ball was born and raised. Uh, it's going to be the Cooperstown of comedy. But Chautauqua was amazing. Uh, Louis Black lived with us in our house <laughs> at Chautauqua. And, uh, which was so much fun. And we had the Steinbergs there and Alan Bell was there, who's one of the original writers of SNL. And uh, his wife, Robin, and David and Robin Steinberg and W. Kamau Bell and his wife, Melissa, and their two little girls. Um, We had a party. We had a party at the house we were renting. It was a polymine party. We did. We had a polymine party. And uh, comedy happening everywhere and our neighbors who, you know, I feared like we we're like, oh, my God, we're like interlopers at Chautauqua, this 150 year old place that's got all this tradition and, you know, was founded by Methodists and people like that. So I thought, oh, my God, <laughs> Lewis Black's screaming the word fuck on the porch. <laughs> <laughs> At at 1130 p.m., probably not the best way to be a good neighbor. But I, so I ended up writing lovely notes. My mother would have been so proud of me because I was raised by wolves and I don't know how to write thank you notes, but I ended up writing notes to all of our neighbors, just apologizing for the noise and, oh my God, we should have invited you over. And all of them were like, are you kidding? We were sitting on our porches listening in. It was so exciting. (laughs) So next year during the Comedy Center... Festival during the Lucy Fest, everyone, everyone, you have to come to Chautauqua and Jamestown. You have to come to Jamestown. We're going to open up the center. It's going to be amazing. It'll be a big comedy festival. All the bunch of big names will be there. I'll be there. Come to Chautauqua the week before. I'll be hanging out at Chautauqua. Let's go play cribbage on your porch, all that kind of stuff. So that was amazing. That was the beginning. That was the like end of July, beginning of August. And then I went. And did the eclipse. And if some of you follow me on Facebook, you saw that I live streamed the eclipse and me screaming like a five-year-old girl during the eclipse because I have to tell you, it is the most spectacular fucking thing on earth ever. It's like your animal brain cannot fucking handle it at all. It cannot handle the fact that there is now a black disc in the sky because we were in the full totality in... Idaho, Weezer, Idaho, population 7,000, rural, lots of potatoes being grown. Uh, we Airbnb'd a lovely Mormon family's house. Bless their hearts <laughs> for letting the carlin Plan into the house. I was sure they were going to Google me and tell me that I couldn't come. I was absolutely positive of it. And I really wish actually, Logan, you'd been there because you could have helped interpret the Book of Mormon for us that they left out for us. That was so nice of them. Yes. Uh, Because Logan is a recovered Mormon. Uh, if, If you people don't know. So, um, but that was amazing. So, I'm officially now an eclipse chaser. If I can raise the money, I will be going to Buenos Aires next year to see the eclipse because who the fuck doesn't want to go to Buenos Aires anyway? And (laughs) I need to see the eclipse again because I need more. Two minutes was not enough. Go onto my Facebook feed, my official public Facebook feed uh, thing. You can see the video up there. It's like 25, 30 minutes. You can see everything. I go crazy. It's really fun. So did that. The eclipse was great. And uh, now we're in September. Oh, and the other thing I did over the summer was I taught online. And we're going to talk more about that later. But that was an incredible experience. It's something I'm doing now. And it's something that I want to kind of do a little bit on this podcast is kind of use this podcast to talk about some of the things that I actually talked about this summer with some lovely people who hung out with me on my online, on my online course called Unplug. Uh, which I know is ironic because I did an online course and called it unplug and you have to plug something in in order to do the online course with me. I am perfectly aware of the irony of that and we're just all going to have to deal with it. Um, So anyway, back to the equinox because I had to get through the summer before I got to the equinox because I like to do things in order. What can I say? So. So, as you know, as many of you know, as many of you might know, the equinox is the time when on the equator, from my understanding, the Earth is tilted so that it's exactly 12 hours day, 12 hours night. And for, uh, it's equal, it's equal light, equal dark. And I just love that. I just love moments like that. I mean, that's why the, you know, 100,000 years ago, humans figured this shit out. Like, hey, we need to mark this day. I mean, the longest day and the shortest day, for sure, we need to mark that. But they were marking this thing, too, you know. They had stones up and, like, had the sun going through it or the moon or crap like that. Um, So, I just, I always look for nature to, like, kind of ground myself and figure out, okay, okay, nature, what do I need to be doing? Like, how can I use you to help me be, I don't know, just more present, right? I mean, that's what it's been all about for me all summer, is just being more present. It's what I was teaching on the unplug thing. And um, so I was thinking about this. So we're like halfway between the darkness and halfway between the light, right? So right now, we've just spent six months from the, lo- the longest day of the year. And now we're kind of half and half and we're heading towards the shortest day of the year. And one would think that would be depressing to head towards the shortest day of the year. And it kind of is. I mean, I get it. Within, I don't know how many weeks, they're going to make it even shorter because we're going to have that fucking daylight savings time which like suddenly one day you wake up and it's like pitch black (laughs) it's so like that's too much that's so unnatural why do we do that still this is something about kids having to go to school in the dark or something i don't know anyway it doesn't seem like in this day and age of all this technology we need to be like moving our clocks forward or back for a reason Uh, but no one asked me these things Um, so, but I just, I just like these things like the solstice and the equinox and and places in nature that, you know, the planets lining up and things like that, because it just, it gives me a chance to go, okay, we're human. I'm a human. What's going on here? What's like, what, what, what flag do I want to plant in the ground on this equinox? Looking forward, knowing that there's three months to the solstice, to the shortest day of the year, which I, I'm i a winter freak. I love winter. I'm lucky I live in Southern California. But I don't. it's not about the weather for me. It's about the darkness. And so the good news about the darkness is that it gives us a chance to be more introverted and take our time and, and look within and figure out what's making us tick these days. What's... What is it that I want to make me tick? What am I? What's ticking me without my permission? <laughs> that's I just made up a new phrase. Um, and here's what I know about the last nine months: is that the fucking news cycle is the thing that's fucking been ticking me. <laughs> and I. Some days I have to watch it all and other days I don't. Um, But I know those first few months uh, we were all in a panic. And I say we as the people who did not vote for that gentleman thing, human that's in the White House. I don't want to say his name. Uh, So we're in a panic and I get it. Uh, But the good news is, and you know, the name of this podcast is Waking from the American Dream. <laughs> we are waking up, people, <laughs> on every fucking level. Uh So that's the good news. But the ticking thing, what makes me tick? It has been so hard to be relaxed inside my body and just... <sighs> unattached from it all. I mean, here's the quandary, right? So, in order for me to feel sane, I have to be able to unplug from the world. But if I unplug from the world, does that make me a bad human being? Because these days, as a citizen, we need to be engaged. So, how do we engage and yet be detached from the engagement and yet have our hearts open to it? And yet, not be made crazy by it. This is the challenge. I mean, this has always been the challenge, but this is really the challenge now. And I'm kind of excited about that because it really has put it front and center in my life about self care. You know, self care sounds like it's a luxury, and yet, that Ariana Huffington, she knows things. <laughs> She began discussing this last year or two years ago when she started talking about sleep deprivation. That Ariana, she's definitely got something. She's got a nose for what's what's the big topic. So self-care is not a luxury. You know that thing they say in the airplane about putting your oxygen mask on first? That's because if you're not oxygenated, you can't help anyone around you, including your children. So you have to oxygenate yourself first. So that means you need to take care of yourself. So that means you need to make choices. And one of the things I talked about this summer in my online class is this concept of attention and how attention is our most precious resource as a human being. We have these big brains and this consciousness and we're sentient beings and our brains whole job pretty much except for like the unconscious autonomic nervous system that keeps you breathing and your heart beating and all the stuff going to your little cells and the mitochondrial little things making the energy and the sugar blah 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 all that stuff Uh, the rest of the brain is about what do I pay attention to it's all wired about is there a lion coming me? Or is it sleep time? Am I hungry? Or, you know, it's all about attention. And then this like forward bigger brain, although they don't really say that there's like these three brains, the triennial brain, but I like to use the description of that. This human part of the brain is really all about attention because it's like it thinks things all day. (laughs) It's got thoughts. It's making up shit. It's telling stories to ourselves. There's voices in my head. And, um, and then there's the environment around us, which is constantly trying to get our attention, like the natural environment, our families, relationships, the news cycle, uh, you know, having having a society, being in a car, drive, you know, all, attention. It's all about attention. So some of it we can't control, but you know, there's a certain large percentage of it that we can control and we can decide what do I want to focus my attention on? That's our jobs. That's our choice. And I found that the majority of my life until, I don't know, I mean, really understanding it, I mean, starting to understand it about 20 years ago when I started studying mindfulness and meditation and Zen Buddhism. um, But really, really getting it, I think, uh, probably about 10 years ago, about, you know, what we focus on is kind of what our reality is. And uh, being a person who's had a lot of anxiety and depression in my life, um, that's a huge thing. It's a huge part of it. What you're focusing on is your reality. And what this little monkey mind is doing is your reality. So um, So your attention is your most precious resource. So what are you going to use it for? What are you going to spend it on? You know? And uh, are you giving yourself time every day away from the screens? away from the news feed, away from the demands of your job, the demands of your family or your community, whatever that looks like, to just stop and pause and be still and quiet. I mean, even if it's only for five minutes, I remember in the summer of 2016 when I left social media for three months, I remember those first 10 days, these in-between times where um, I would suddenly have a craving to pick up my phone. (laughs) And I would like pick it up and I'd be like, why is my phone in my hand right now? And it was because like my body just automatically was like, I can't stand silence. I can't stand the pause. I can't stand not doing something. And that's your dopamine loop brain going on. That's like your addicted brain needing some stimulation. Um, So it's hard to, if you don't practice being still and being quiet, to even feel like there's going to be any benefit of it. And that's why like a daily practice is so important, even if it's only five minutes or 10 minutes, because you're teaching your brain to have like a little place, a little wiring to go into reset. And um, so that's why I've started doing these webinars, because I want to help people learn how to do that, how to reset, how to pause. Um, So even in this moment right now, just notice for a second what your attention is on. You're listening to my podcast. You're hearing noises from me, from this podcast. My wind chimes are going today. There's a cricket (laughs) somewhere (laughs) in this room. We've been trying to kill the crickets. Okay, that's another story. Um, but just notice what else just check in with your body for a second just notice um, is there any tension in your body are you holding it a certain way have you been sitting at a funny angle are you walking right now listening to the podcast are you in the car just check out your body check out the weight of it does it feel hot does it feel cold is there an ache a pain tension just take a moment to do that. And then notice if there's like a storyline going on inside of your head. Um, Are you, are you like thinking, Oh my God, I have to go check my email. Or are you driving a car? Hopefully you're paying attention to um, the cars around you (laughs) and not to me. Um, But just, give yourself permission to notice this stuff. Noticing. It's like, that's like the first step in all this is remembering to notice even. That's a huge thing because we're being pulled in 30 million directions all at once. And that's why it's a practice because the more you do it, the more you remember to notice. And the more you just, pause and notice you can remember oh i can just take like a breath right now and just notice my breath notice my breathing so that's just a small little moment of that i mean that's really all mindfulness is it's just being mindful of what's going on in the present moment (sighs) so and i'm not perfect at this i just want people to know this right now that um I don't like, I have weeks where I don't practice mindfulness and meditation consistently. And my weeks are really fucked up because of it. (laughs) I see the effects of it. Um, I was like all in a tailspin this week. My brain is going about all sorts of things. That's a whole nother conversation. But um, maybe we'll talk about that next week. So anyway. (sighs) All right. So, here's the deal. I just want to let you know that I am teaching these days. I'm teaching online. It's called Unplug with Kelly Carlin. If you go to my website, kellycarlin.com, and you go to the teaching tab, it's got a full description of it. And what it is, is it's eight live webinars with me, plus two bonus ones in December about year of end stuff. And they're going to be on Sundays, and they're at 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. They're all recorded in video and and an audio so you don't miss a thing. And um, there's a really great community on board. Uh, I had about 50 people over the summer. I have about 35 right now. And it's great. Some people are really active and interactive, and they're connected. And if you show up live on Sundays, it's really fun because there's a chat room on it. I do it through Zoom, and then I bring people, I bring people live onto the video with me there's uh, sirens in my neighborhood right now, and Stella's in the room. And so, if you hear howling, it's because Stella thinks, "Oh, here she goes. Is she gonna go? No. Nope. She thinks that they are her friends because they sound like howling wolves, and she thinks that's by tribe and they're calling to be." Um, anyway, sometimes Stella is part of the webinars too. Uh, so but it's fun going, doing live because people can interact and I answer things in the chat and people can raise their hand and I bring people on live and I do some coaching. Um, we, but we do meditation there. That's the thing about this thing. So here's the deal. I just want to give people an opportunity to land somewhere at least once a week and pause and do a little self care and get some tools and we have some fun. And of course I, you know, I, it's me. I'm goofy. I'm silly. I, I, swear I'm not like some fucking spiritual guru. Um I don't have all the answers, but I do know how to create community and I do know how to help people plant themselves back into their own bodies and their hearts. And so um so yeah. So anyway, if you want to join me this fall, uh, join us. It's great. You go to my website, kellycarlin.com, go to the teaching tab. You'll see a register now button. You'll read all about it. Here's the deal. If you want to uh, do it, and because you're a podcast person, I've set up a coupon. Now the coupon's not going to make any sense, but the coupon is KGO, all caps. And if you put that in the coupon code, um, that'll give you a nice discount on it. And it's really affordable anyway. I've made it really affordable because I want actual real people to do this stuff. And, um, you know, I need to make a living. Sure. Like we all do, but, um, I also want it to be accessible. So I'm going to be using these podcasts as kind of an adjunct to that thing and as kind of an extra dive down into things. And for people who aren't going to do the webinar, I'm going to talk about things here that I do on the webinar too. But if you want full access and a, a real structure and a sense of community, um, join us. It'll be really, really fun. It was really, really fun over the summer. And I got to meet a bunch of people and people had big ahas and we cried together and we laughed and um, and we didn't talk about politics at all for 90 minutes. It was really, really nice. <laughs> so um now what else what else is going on well okay so here's the deal also um a lot's going on in the world and it is a little crazy so I hope that during these crazy times that you stay connected to it all And yet find a way to also stay detached. You know, it's, we don't have to be in a frenzy. We don't have to be in a panic in order to be effective citizens. The mainstream media and all media want you to be in a panic. They like you in a panic because then you tune in more. But see what it does to your body. You know, if I watch too much news in one day or if I'm on a social media too much during the day, I see what it does to me. I start to notice. So just take care of yourselves during these times, no matter what you're doing. Um, Have some fun. And, um, And if you're in any of the areas that have been hit by any of these storms, hurricanes, earthquakes, my heart goes out to all of you. Um, it is a weird time and I fear it's only going to get weirder. So, uh, we need to all kind of turn to each other and stick together during these times. All right. Well, I think that's going to be it for the podcast today, uh, this week. It's nice to be back. I will be back next week. Uh, sometimes I will have guests. Sometimes we will do octagon tables again. Uh, But sometimes it'll just be me like this. Most of the time, it'll just be me. Um, And um, follow me on Twitter, Kelly underscore Carlin on Twitter. Follow my official Facebook page. It's Kelly Carlin forward slash official something like that or official Kelly Carlin. I don't know. Something like that. If you're not already following me. Um, and, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast, uh, if you're on Facebook live today, watching me, uh, hi, by just going to any of your podcast places and subscribing. And, uh, you know, that means iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. We're up on SoundCloud. That's where we're going to put these things. Um, and I can't think of anything else right now. Um, and, uh, Logan's still here. He's sitting over here. He's now editing a very prestigious podcast, a crime drama podcast. What is the name of it? Small Town Dicks. Small Town Dicks. And he's been editing these. And um, I, I think uh, uh, Logan's going to need a long vacation somewhere uh, without any crime drama around him for a while because he's getting to be a front row witness to the worst of humanity. <laughs> so when he arrived today to do this podcast, he was like, oh, oh, this is such a respite. <laughs> Because no one has murdered anyone here or chopped arms off or legs or raped people, I'm thinking. At least I haven't seen anyone do that in this area. All right, you guys. um, Thank you for listening. Um, And I wanted to say oh, one more thing. You know, I was on uh, checking out my podcast because I haven't done it for so long. And I was just on SoundCloud and looking and seeing how many people actually still listen to this podcast. And it just... It made me think, oh, people are still listening. I need to do this. Fuck. (laughs) So I'm so sorry. Um, I've not been doing these a lot the last few years, but I've been in a huge transition. And maybe next week we will talk about the transition a little bit because it's a big thing for me. So um, we're all in transition, right? It's one big fucking transition right now. All right. So as I say on my webinars to everyone. Namaste, motherfuckers. (laughs) I love you all, have a great week. And once again, go to my website, check out the teaching tab, come join me. It'd be really fun to have all of you up and alive and live with me on Sundays, doing a little sitting meditation. I'll teach you how to do it. It's me, I will teach you how to do it. Um, Create a little community. And, um, and figure out the world a little bit more. Just together though, we can do it together. All right, love you all and uh, talk soon, bye-bye.
1: sometimes is music strange mathematics rhythmic equation the sound of thought is in light in the magic light of tomorrow tomorrow backwards backwards others of sadness others of sadness forward and onward forward and onward others of gladness, others of gladness. enlightenment <laughs> My tomorrow. my tomorrow. It has no planes of song For sorrow, sorrow. here by invitation. invitation I do invite you I do invite you of my space, world. Of my space world. The song is sound of in light space fire truth is enlightenment light, vibration, vibration sent, sent from the space world, space world All of the cosmos, of the starry dimension. Enlightenment is my tomorrow, my tomorrow. It has no planes of sorrow, of sorrow. Hereby, hereby, my invitation, invitation, I do invite you to be of my space, space world. Hereby, hereby. My invitation, my invitation. I, do I do invite you Be of my space world hereby. hereby My invitation, my invitation. I, do I, do I do invite you Be of my space world